Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Kim Ballard Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. So excited to be a part of your journey. And, and speaking of journey, how many of you actually followed the journey of the United States Olympic team through the entire Olympics? And maybe not the United States. Were, were there other teams that you were rooting for? It, it was great to see countries that had never received gold medals before getting gold medals. And I wish that I could remember the names of those countries. I feel kind of guilty <laughs> not being able to do so. But that's, that's how small they were. That's how small they were. I, I will tell you one of the things I was doing is I was looking, I was rooting for the Ivory Coast in soccer, hoping that they would be able to get to the medal round. And, and they, I think that they should have, but unfortunately they kind of fell apart against the Spanish and, and lost to Spain. But I, I was rooting for them because there, there is something about seeing that underdog come up and just pull, pull it out, win it out. So do you have like a, a moment? Do you have a highlight? Uh, it was fun for me. You know, I, I talked about last week how much I love handball. So it's kind of fun watching the handball for the, the gold medal round for handball for both the men as well as for the women. And the French took both, which is pretty impressive. It was fun watching that. And another thing that was really fun for me was watching judo. I never watched judo before, but because of the app that I was using where what you could do is it was actually on the Peacock app. Uh, but what you could do is you could go through and you could like watch a breakdown of each Olympic sport and kind of watch that. So it was kind of fun. So I watched the judo and watched the gold medal round of judo and actually the French won that as well. And they actually beat Japan for that. So, and that, that kind of blew my mind because I was just thinking like you would think, the one that will win the gold medal would be Japan. Uh, so it was just really interesting to see that the French were able to pull that off. Some of the other things that I watched was like canoeing. Oh, another thing that I watched that was a lot of fun was the uh, sport climbing. Did you, did you see they introduced that this year? So I think it was like three disciplines. There was like a speed round, there was bouldering, and then there was just one round where they just had to see who could climb the highest. And basically with their accumulated points, they had a winner for that. And I actually watched the gold medal round of windsurfing because it was just interesting to me. Like I, I did watch things that I never would have watched before were it not for that app that gave you a breakdown of different sports because they were just the kind of sports that never really make it on the big screen. Or is that the little screen? But, but you know what I'm saying. You, you understand what I'm getting at. So it's kind of fun to just be able to to watch those and and then just being able to see that you know here are these people that went into training that worked really hard and were able to realize their dream and for some of them their dream was just to be able to compete and the interesting thing is for me when i think about who were the guys that were just interested in competing that actually won like, did, would you ever think that Italy would win the 4 by 100 relay? Yes, that's right. Italy won. Italy beat Jamaica and Great Britain. And for some reason, the American team uh, wasn't in the 4 by 100 uh, for the men. 
So it was just like surprising. Like there were things like that that you thought, huh, I, I never expected that. So it's kind of fun to watch those moments happen. And I think that's one of the joys of watching the Olympics is you see those people that have pursued discipline that somehow rise and become the top and they reach the gold medal. And just seeing their response and seeing their reaction is just amazing. To see their joy is just amazing. So we began a brand new series called Solution. And the idea behind this series is to understand that there are deep needs that our soul has. And so the question is, where do we turn? What is the solution that we need for our souls? So therefore, solution. And how do we meet our deepest needs? And here's one of the things that we've said, and we're gonna carry over the course of this entire series, is that the heartbeat of discipline is to pursue that which will only deeply satisfy my soul. That's the goal of it. That's the goal of it. So as we look at our disciplines and we look at what it is that we're trying to build and put into our life, are we creating what is necessary for us to reach, I guess, the epitome of who and what we'd like to be, but more so, vitally more so, is are we reaching a place where our souls are deeply and richly connected with God. Because that was the main point for the message last Sunday is that our souls are in a state, a consistent state of desperation. Whether you realize it or not, your soul is in a consistent state of desperation. Now, typically there are three things that happen in our lives that will bring us the awareness of the desperation of our souls. And that's tragedy when things fall apart that's pressure when we feel overwhelmed and failure when we make some kind of moral mistake in our lives and we realize the the emptiness the desperation of our souls the need of our souls so that's where we began to turn to being able to fulfill it and so with this in mind we, we talked about on sunday we talked about a guy named david who who had a moment to just dig into how desperate his soul was and then we looked at, well, what was the solution that, that David came to? Or what was the conclusion that David came to? Or what was the solution that David applied? And we began to see that David recognized how much he needed the word of God. It says in Psalm 119, 25, I lie in the dust, revive me by your word. Verse 28, I will weep, I weep with sorrow, encourage me by your word. 27, help me understand the meaning of your commandments and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. Uh, 29, keep me from lying to myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. 31, I cling to your laws. Lord, do not let me be put to shame. And 32, I will pursue your commands for you expand my understanding. So as you look at these words, and, and I would encourage you to read the entirety of Psalm 119. It's, it's 175 verses. It is the longest chapter in the Bible, but every single word is about the value of God's word and how much we really need that in our lives. And, and so that's, that's the issue is our soul is in a constant state of desperation. And when we realize how desperate it is, 
then that's when we will understand the value of God's word. So I'm not going to go into too much detail about the desperation of our souls. What I want to encourage you to do is if you were not able to do so, go ahead and watch the live stream replay from last Sunday. You can find it on our website. Uh, you can also find it on YouTube and Facebook if you go to our channel or our page there. But what you could do is be able to dig into that so that you can understand that our souls are, our souls are in desperate need. And that need can only be met through constantly allowing ourselves to be connected with God and who he is through his word. And so here's what we're doing over the course of this series. We're going we're gonna to talk about the spiritual disciplines in our lives and why they're so important. So on Sundays, we're going to hit why they're important. Sorry. And then on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to do them and just get some practical steps to be able to get the most out of the practice of those spiritual disciplines. But before I get to God's word today and how to get the most out of it, again, I, I just wanted to talk about approach because your approach to God's word will make the difference on what you're able to get out of God's word. It, it really will. So it's important when you think about spending time in the Bible that you make the commitment to understand that spending, the, spending time in the Bible is not just like reading another book. Matter of fact, you can passively read books and have done your due diligence in reading it, but do you get something out of it? Like, I, I will tell you that the books that I've gotten the most out of are books where I was actively connected with what it was that I was reading. And what does it mean to be actively connected? So as I'm reading, I'm looking for who, what, where, why, when. I'm asking myself those questions. And I'm asking myself questions about how do I take this and apply this to my life. So it's very important with God's word that you cannot just approach it almost like any other book that you can read passively, that you want to be actively engaged in it. That's one of the beauties of it. I, I think the other aspect of approach is looking at this is something that as I consistently allow myself to think about it, to breathe on it, to chew on it, that literally can change the very core and direction of my life. I mean, that's, that's how powerful and that's how significant God's word is. So what if we were to approach it like that every day? Now, I, I will tell you, not every moment where you pick up the Bible will be like, ah, moment where all of a sudden the clouds are part and, you know, you'll hear a voice. Thus saith the Lord. Da, 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 da. You know, like you like the little echo I threw in there, <laughs> but but you're not gonna hear like the, the there's not gonna always be like the ah ah moment, the the big revelation that it's not. But again, the reason why we practice the spiritual disciplines is because we want to create space in our lives, so that when we are spending God's time in God's Word. That when God does want to speak to us, when God does want to reveal something to us, when God does want to reveal himself to us, when God does want to reveal his heart to us, when God wants to reveal us to us, because we're constantly 
allowing ourselves to spend time in his word, that's what allows his word to also come alive. Like you have an opportunity every time you pick up God's word and you spend time in it, you have an opportunity to walk away having experienced the voice, the heart, the presence of God in that moment. You have the opportunity of having experienced that. Now, I know for some people, when you look at the Bible, it can be very intimidating. Where do I start? Where do I go? It can be very intimidating. How much do I read? How much of it do? I want to encourage you with this. When you start spending time in God's word, be realistic about it. And, and, and here's what I mean by that. If you are someone who never reads the Bible at all, and, and praise God, if you are inspired by this, praise God for that. But to become someone who will automatically say, you know what, I'm going to spend an hour a day diligently seeking the presence of God and his word. Praise God that you're motivated. But here's the truth. You may get to a point where now you're beating yourself up. Because, man, I didn't spend an hour with God yesterday. So I, you know what? I'll make up for it. I'll, I'll spend two hours today. And it's like, oh, man, that's, that's a lot of time. So you know what? And then what happens is the thing that you were motivated to do, you find yourself not doing. So I would even encourage you with this. It's okay to start small. Hey, five minutes in God's word a day is still better than no minutes. Wouldn't you agree? Reading a sentence in the Bible a day is still better than not having read it at all. And let's say, for example, you make a goal and you say, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do five minutes a day over the next week. And let's say you get three days in and you only do 15 minutes. Well, hey, isn't that 15 minutes more than what you did last week? So rather than beating yourself up, celebrate the victory. Like, hey, I, I was able to do that this week, so I'm going to go for four days. Now, I will tell you one thing that will help you is to actually schedule it. You have to pre-decide when you want to spend time in God's Word. If, if you just wait to feel the unction or the inkling or the motivation or the moment or the movement, you, you may not pick it up and read it that day. I, I'll tell you, like, you know that I've been trying to exercise, right? Uh, yesterday, I got up and I went for a run. And I'll tell you, I did not want to get up. And then I started jogging. And I'll tell you now, I did not want to jog. Like I did. And notice I didn't say run. Because <laughs> if you saw me, you would think, is that even jogging? <laughs> so I'll tell you that right then and there. But here's the deal is I just didn't. I didn't want to run that day. But you know what I did is I just kept my feet moving. Because I figured even if I run a block, that's still better than doing nothing. And again, I, I got to a block and I ran further and I ran further and I was able to get to two miles. But during the time, I'll be honest, you know, I wasn't, let's say jazzed <laughs> about the experience. But you know what happened? 
is when I was done and my legs, I could feel like the burn in my legs. And during that time, I was actually listening to a podcast that inspired me. That, that kind of helped me to get the focus off my legs as well. But at the end of it, like I was really inspired by this podcast. I felt really good after the run. And I was like, man, I didn't feel like doing this, but I am so glad that I did. So glad that I did. So that may be the kind of practice that we may do with the Bible. But I will tell you this. Even if I ran a block, that still would have been better than doing nothing. Even if I ran a block and a half, even if I ran from my house to the house, to from my driveway to the driveway next door, <laughs> that still would have been better than doing nothing. So maybe take that approach to spending time in God's word just to be diligent about it. Because again, you never know that one moment when you allow yourself to be exposed to it where it will speak to you. Now, why should our approach to the Bible be different? I love what it starts off with. Psalm 119 verse 1. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful. So again, one of the desires of our soul is to experience joy. So by learning how to follow God's word and follow his instructions, we build joy into our lives. Verse two, joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. And so that's the other idea of spending time in God's word. It gives me the opportunity to search for him, to seek him. And who knows, those moments where he will reveal himself and where I will find him. Verse 3, they do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his paths. Verse 4, you have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Verse 5, oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. Then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. As I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. And I love this. Please don't give up on me. I, I love that. And that is the reason why we want to spend time in God's word is that it gives us the opportunity to be, to learn joy. It gives us the opportunity to learn how to live this life. It gives us the opportunity to be able to connect. It gives us the opportunity to know where do we turn when we fail, when we make mistakes, when we blow it. And God, I will continue to pursue you. Please, don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. So I hope in doing this that this will be an encouragement to you. So now you may be saying, well, Ken, all that is great, and I would, I would love to spend time in God's Word, but how do I get started? How do I get started? Well, one of the things that we love to do is with our sermons. So if you watch our sermons on Facebook or YouTube, if you come to our messages, what one of the things that we like to do is we love to provide a QR code. And we've switched, since we switched to the live stream, um, honestly, we struggle with how to place it, but we think we have a solution this week 
where you can have a QR code that you can scan on your screen and then it will give you access to the message. Because here's the thing is after every message, there's a thing called a reading plan that you can click. It's basically what's called a devotional. And all a devotional is, is it's a moment where you can be inspired by God's word. And so typically what will happen is people will give you insight and it'll give you a passage either before the insight or after the insight that you can read along with it. So what we do is through the app where we post our messages is through that app. What we do is you can click that link and then you'll see that at the end of the sermon notes is a reading plan. Click that reading plan and you have something. And usually we'll do something for five to seven days. Sometimes we've done ones that are longer than that. But with those, it's five, ten minutes of reading but it just kind of gets you connected. And we try to do reading plans that connect with the theme of the message as well. So that's available. And actually, I've been inspired by this. So what we're going to do is on our replays, we're going to begin to post the links for the sermon notes on the replays. So that way, if you click the link, you can have the sermon notes and then you'll have access to the reading plan as well. Now, the other thing that you could do is if you wanted to start somewhere, you could go to a, a website called Bible Gateway. And on Bible Gateway, if you click the link that says read the Bible, and then under read, read the Bible, there's a link that says reading plans. And so they give you a list of available reading plans. What I would encourage you to do is I would encourage you to start with the reading plans for uh, they have read the New Testament in 40 in 24 weeks. There's one read the New Testament in a year. Anything that starts you off with reading through the Gospels uh, is a great place to read. And what are the Gospels? The Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament that tell you the story of Jesus. And again, that's the best place to start and being able to get to know him. And like I said, with the reading plan, it'll give you like a breakdown of each day. And I would say, again, if you start the reading plan for that day, but you're not able to completely finish. You just pick up where you left off and continue on until you finish that day's reading plan and then pick up where you pick up on the next day's reading plan. So they have things like that that you can do, great links that you can go to. So what we'll do is we will put the link for the New Testament reading plans in the description as well. Now, for those of you that are saying, well, you know what? I want to read through the Bible. Great thing. But don't start with Genesis. Genesis is really great. Genesis, you'll start with Genesis. You'll be really inspired. Then you get to the first half of Exodus, and it'll be great because you're reading the story of Moses and, and let my people go. Like you're reading the stories of Moses and all those other elements. But then there's one point where what God does is God wants to teach the people of Israel how to live for him. And so what he does is he gives guidelines and rules on how to be able to do that. So what happens is the second half of Exodus through Leviticus and through Deuteronomy and also through Numbers, you'll get stories mixed in with a lot of regulations and rules. So if you're going through that, and again, if you feel bogged down in the Bible, I'm also someone that says it's okay to skip. Like if you have to power through something, you know, just skip it and go to the next thing. And maybe you can come back later and get it and be able to get some more out of it. But I always encourage people, start with the Gospels. Specifically, you can start with the Gospel of John, which is a fourth book of the New Testament. And then you can go back and you can read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You can read those books of the Bible as well to kind of help you in that way. Now, there's another technique 
that I've used that has really helped me get a ton out of reading the Bible. And what I decided to do was I just wanted to test this to see how it worked. And I've created what I would call my own devotional uh, for our church to be able to use. And if you're not a part of our church, but you want to use this, you are more than welcome to do it also. That will be because what we're going to do from this series is we're creating a new page on our website called Next Steps. And the Next Steps will have different links, uh, our subpages that you can turn to uh, that will have things like, you know, Bible, reading God's word, like all of those other elements, it will dig into those kind of moments as well. But for the Bible one, what I've done is I've utilized a technique that I've wanted to jump into. It's something that I used in the past that really helped me to be able to get the most out of God's word. And so what happens is it's a technique called SOAP. And SOAP stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Just as simple. So what I've done with that is I went through the Gospel of John. And going through that, I would read a passage and see what stood out to me. And then I would, I would write about it. So I'll give you an example. One of the entries I have is called Known. And so the scripture is John chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. And the verse that stood out to me in that passage is John chapter 1, verse 48, which says, When Jesus saw Nathanael coming, he said of him, here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. And so here's my observation. Philip invites Nathaniel to come meet the Messiah. However, Philip reveals Jesus by his human qualifications. Nathaniel questions if Jesus could be the one because he comes from Nazareth, a podunk town of no significance. Nathaniel focused on how the home of Jesus eliminated Jesus as a candidate for the Messiah. It would be like comparing Needles, California to Los Angeles, California. Not to knock Needles, but I'm just saying in comparison for significance, when you watch the news, how often do you see stories about Needles, California? Not very often. So it's not to knock Needles. If you're from Needles, please don't be offended. <laughs> That's not the goal of this at all. But just showing just a comparison. So basically what Nathaniel was saying is Jesus wouldn't come from a little town. Like he should come from like Bethlehem or, or Jerusalem. Like he should be from like the big towns. And so that was kind of his mindset. And it says, when they meet, Jesus does not prove himself based on arguing his credentials. He does not, he, he does not announce Nathaniel's failures. He announces the strength of Nathaniel's character and he simply reveals something about Nathaniel that he should have had no way of knowing unless he was the Messiah. So that's the observation. Then I have application. In this passage, we see two ways that we can look at some, someone and ourselves. Nathaniel focused on, the, on one aspect of Jesus that did not meet the qualifications of the Messiah. What do you look at that disqualifies others or yourself from being useful or of value? Jesus does the exact opposite. He focuses on the one thing that qualifies Nathaniel. We know that Nathaniel was not perfect. None of us are. We see this pattern in how Jesus views others first with Peter and now with Nathaniel. Do they both 
have struggles and failures that should have eliminated them as disciples? Yes. But Jesus sees others and us from the viewpoint of our potential, our strengths, and that which he came to redeem. Maybe it's time we do the same. So that's the application. And then what I've done is I've added what I would call an action step. So based upon the observation, based upon the application, here's my action step. And it is, what is the first thing that you notice when you see someone? It is very easy to look for and find the negatives. Today, practice looking for the strengths or potential in others. Write how that would impact the way you look at yourself and others. And then I created a prayer. Jesus, help me to see others and myself as you see us. May my eyes move from seeing why others are disqualified and have no value to eyes that look either at their strength and or potential. If I can see what you died to restore, then I can begin to live its reality in my life and guide others to do the same. Lord, I would like to start with one simple question. What do you see in me? So that's an example of what came from me doing this soap practice. So this is something, and I want to let you know, like, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. So here's what we're going to do is I'm still in the process of translating my notes to paper, but I have finished chapter one. So when we launch next steps, I'm going to put the SOAP method that I use for John chapter one on there. And then as I finish, I will continue to upgrade it. And then what I do is at the end of that, I include a page that says, try it yourself. And so I put scripture and put John chapter one, and then you put whatever verse it is that you read and then write your observation and then write your application, write your action step, and then your prayer. So it's a, it's a tool that hopefully you could be able to, to use and the beauty of this is you can go into as much detail as you want. Sometimes what I've done is I've started the day doing soap, and then I'll come back and I'll finish it that day. Sometimes I'll start it one day and then look at my time, and then I'll, I'll finish it the next day. So it's not something that you have to completely do this all in one setting. But what will happen is I believe that God can use your time with his word to allow his word to come alive. So I've actually finished the Gospel of John, and now I'm starting to go back through a book of the Old Testament called Joshua, and I'm utilizing this same technique. And here's the beauty of this is I've been a pastor since 1996. Wow. Wow. Time has flown by. So I've been a pastor for, for that long. And, and I will tell you that when it comes to you know, the Gospel of John. I've taught messages through it. But, you know, when I went through it and I did it with this method, there were things that stood out to me that never stood out to me, that I had never seen before. So again, in doing this, you don't have to be a Bible scholar, but it is a tool that you could use. And I'm telling you, it's really, really powerful the way it can speak to you and the way that it can encourage you. So I think that that's a great place for you to be able to start is just being able to recognize, hey, maybe you could try a devotional. And like I said, we'll make devotionals available for you. Reading plan. And what we'll do is we'll make reading plans available for you as well as the SOAP method. 
And we'll talk about all of these things in our upcoming uh, new page that we're going to be doing called Next Steps. But I would encourage you, try one of those. And, and if you want to research other ways for you to be able to get the most out of Scripture, feel free to do that. Feel free to do that. But the most important thing is that you just make the commitment to spend time in it. And like I said before, pull out your calendar, set aside a time. Hey, this is my time to spend with God in his word. This is my time to do that. And then, like I said, if you start off your day and it's, it's a tough day and you don't have time to finish what it is that you started, that's fine. Again, something is better than nothing. One verse is better than no verse. So just make that commitment. God, I am just going to spend my time with you. Well, I hope that these have helped you. And I would also love to hear your thoughts as well. Like if you try any of these and you think, wow, can this really help me in being able to understand God's word and the way that it speaks to my life, then I would encourage you to just share that with me. Let me know your story. Let me know that it, the way that it worked for you and how God used it to speak to you and encourage you and challenge you and help you to begin to look at your life and the changes that you want to make in your life. As I've said before, I am so honored to be on this journey with you. And I do pray that you will begin to recognize the value of spending time in God's word. I do pray that if you go through moments where you are not as consistent as you'd like to be, that you don't beat yourself up, but that you again, just start and you just get back on the horse and you ride again. And also that you don't feel overwhelmed. Even if starting with a verse a day is better than nothing. A verse a day is better than nothing. But allow yourself the opportunity to begin to dig in because sometimes here's what may happen. I, I ran the other day and I just didn't feel like running. So I said, you know what? I'll just do half a mile. And then when I got to half a mile, I thought, you know what? I'll just go a mile. And then when I got to a mile, you know what? I thought, I'll just go ahead and go another half mile. And then I finished at my two mile go. So that may happen to you as well. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to pick I'm just going to read one verse. And then maybe there's something that you see that inspires you. And you continue to read the next verse and the next verse and the next verse but that's my prayer if you've had conversations with someone that has been thinking you know what I'd like to be able to get more out of the Bible where do I start then what I want to encourage you to do is to share this with them maybe this podcast might be a great way for them to be able to look at how do I get the most out of scripture and like I said we are working on that new link that we're going to be launching on our website as soon as it is launched, we will let you know. The notes for this podcast, the notes for the messages will be the food for this new link that we're doing as well. And it's my prayer. Again, it's my prayer that God would use it to inspire you and to speak to you. So again, thank you so much for allowing me the journey 
or the opportunity to be a part of your journey. If you're listening to this on our podcast, then I want to encourage you, go ahead and find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you get podcasts, go ahead and find us, subscribe. That way when we post new things, you'll be one of the first ones to be notified, and that way you can follow along and be encouraged by what it is that you hear. So as I, bef- as I said before, thank you so much, and I don't take it lightly that you've given me this time to spend with you. So a quick reminder, encounters about three things. Love up, let's fall madly and passionately in love with God, and that's the value of his word. It teaches us how to do that. Love out. Let's make a commitment to love others. And you know what happens in spending time with God's word? It will build. See, what happens is you spend time with him, he begins to fill your heart, and what he cares about becomes the things that you care about, and then you will begin to be inspired to love others the way that God loves you. And love yourself. And that's also the beauty of spending time in God's word is you will begin to see how much he passionately loves you. In spite of your faults, your failures, your flaws, your hiccups, shortcomings, whatever it may be that holds you back, how much he loves you. And maybe, just maybe, in spending time with him and his word, you'll begin to see yourself as he sees you. Well, again, thank you so much. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.